This is a HeadGum Podcast. Dynamic banter. and you're at the park and you're looking at the birds and all of a sudden somebody's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Somebody comes up behind you and kind of smells like um, garbage and goes, ah, Welcome to Dynamic Banter. Mike and I are just hanging out in this crick. Like the good old days. Remember when we used to go down to the crick? I miss going to the crick. Yeah. It dried up because of global warnings. I don't believe in climate change. Dude, how about that New York right now being covered in sand? From I know. I was like, there were people that were like, oh, now you see what fire season's like in LA. Everybody on Twitter so fucking there's dumb, such dude. a There's such a battle between LA and New York, and I couldn't give a shit. But it's like, no one even gives a shit about anyone saying that kind of shit on Twitter. Because they're both like the fakest type of people. It's like the people who have been saying in LA the, the June gloom has been lasting like weeks and weeks. And, and then, yeah. if you in L.A. tweet that you're so upset because it's been cloudy for two and a half weeks, do you have any idea how the rest of the world looks at you? Yeah. There is no more privileged stance than it's been cloudy in L.A. for two and a half weeks. My life has been so tough. It's been 65 and a little bit cloudy for two weeks. Oh, <laughs> Oh, I know. It's, yeah, it's yeah. pretty ridiculous. It's only ridiculous. It's nothing else. And and also, like, you know, in L.A., it's like any minute now, it's going to be hot as balls. It's coming. Yeah. So just hold your fucking horses. I don't want to hear anybody's voice once things are hot. Oh, dude. They're going to be like, God, I can't handle the heat today. Dude, so much of Twitter is like Twitter would be cool if there was no way to interact with anybody's posts. What's wrong with you? Okay, I'll save my thoughts for later. <laughs> I just feel like people just say stuff on there to get a number, a numbered reaction. And so none of it's even like real thoughts. Like what will a thousand people what will make a thousand people reply to this? Yeah. And then people get upset and it's just, uh, it's very boring back and forth. I think so much of it is probably based in like people that are scared to be alone yeah. and like they don't want to be alone. Yeah. And when they like tweet out something that's like, everyone be angry with me. It like gathers up all these lonely people mm. that are like, mm, I want to be heard too. Sad. And it's like, you know what, man? We don't all need to be heard. Some people, like for me, it's like if if I was in a room with like 20 other random humans and an alien came in and was like, we need the ambassador of Earth. I'm telling you, I would like go hide. I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm not that at all. Sure. 
Like, let someone else be, like, the voice of something. You don't all have to add yeah. to the whole there should mix. be a There should be a counter Twitter app that just says, uh, figure out how you feel about this. Mm-hmm. And you tweet something, and then only you can see it. And then you set up notifications so every couple minutes uh, or every couple hours your phone sends you a notification saying, like, did you figure out why you wanted to tweet this yet? Right. You sh- each Your tweet should be read back to you for 24 hours straight before you're allowed to post it to other people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you still want to send this? Yeah, like, why? You should, you should have to tweet something. And then do a three-paragraph essay about why you wanted to tweet that. They did start doing that, I thought. Really? Yeah, they say, like, are you sure? Yeah. But that's not why. Yeah, it's not the same thing. I want, I want, like I was talking about the the art, like, even if I um, visually don't like the way a piece of art looks, if you're the artist and you sit down with me and you're like, I did this because of this, and I drew inspiration from that real life thing and I put it in this, I'll probably like it. So sure. every tweet, if you're considering those little pieces of art, and I know some people Definitely. consider their tweets pieces of art, Definitely. you need to tell me why you said everything you said for me to appreciate it. Yeah, I like that. I think you described a journal. Yeah. People need to just journal. Yeah, people need to only journal and your your shit doesn't need to be for everybody. But, but like I, I think it all still comes back to like, yeah, wanting people wanting to be heard it's loneliness. and not wanting to be alone. Mm. And it like always comes back to that cuz like a journal wouldn't solve that cuz that's just for you. Mm-hmm. Like it needs to like be to the public. like even if only 3 people Texting. see it. Texting. Yeah. Get a text thread about yeah. people who give a shit about what you say. Dude, that's honestly, dude, Mike, I think you're onto something. I think we need to start texting. Dude, I think like, like, if you think you're one of these people we're describing, you or a loved one may already be entitled to a small settlement from Baker and Baker Industries. If you tweet two or three times a day, you're, you are that. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I think that if you think you're that person... Who's like, maybe I add a little too much to the echo chamber or like maybe what I'm tweeting is not important and I should stop. And be objective. No one hates you for being that. Then That's not what this conversation's about. Yeah. You should go to your, like, okay, this is just a suggestion, okay? But I, I feel like this is a, a potential healthy pathway for this. You can, so in this scenario, you go to your friends and you say, friends, I've decided that my tweets are garbage. And something needs to change. And so have you, because none of you have interacted with them for a long time. Right. You guys suck. I see you looking at my shit. You're watching my stories. I see it. My my tweet has 300 views and four likes. But say that this is the beginning of a new you. It's time for growth. And the idea is, is that we're going to start a text thread. And if anybody wants to help me with this... I ask you to join me on this text thread. If you don't want anything anything to do with it, I get it. But here's the deal. Here's what it is. We join a text thread, and it's for anybody else who feels this way too. And before we tweet anything, we share with each other what we're going to tweet. Yeah. And if the group is like, nah, dog, that's not it, it then it just be, doesn't go up. It has to be unanimous, and it has to sit for a month. It's the state <laughs> rules. Dude, live tweeting a TV show. <laughs> 
<laughs> like you're watching the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey guys, what do you think? No, just tweet it. Shut up. Stop. Dude, it would solve everything. There would be no more spoilers on Twitter <laughs> because like people would be tweeting about succession. But then there'd be spoilers within these like groups. Like someone in the chat thread would be like, yo, I didn't want that spoiler, motherfucker. Which is why you should always have um do not disturb on, on your phone. That's right. No matter what. Or, you know, just like, you know, don't be a part of it if you're worried if you're the kind of fuck that's worried about spoilers. Dude, that's how we go backwards enough and still keep the technology. I think phones should work like this. You can keep do not disturb on at all times. And then you pick three numbers that could contact that cut you through it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a special ring. Default tone. is it's something do not really disturb. nice. There's though. no, <laughs> yeah. it's like a, hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Friend. Here's a friend. <laughs> Your friend is here. <laughs> oh, my friend. Hey, what's up, brother? Oh, Hi. Yeah, but like I think I love that. You see how smoky it is in New York, right dude. Now. And it's like honestly, don't tweet that because you know what? Do a search for how many tweets there are about that right now, dude. I really, really didn't like. I mean, I I really have no reaction to it, but I guess not. No, re- I'm trying to think of what the most realistic, what I really truly felt. Whenever I would read a tweet, because I know how much um, wildfire smoke and stuff really and truly fucks my lungs up yeah. in a way that I was not expecting not when I moved from across the country. And those people don't really deal with that at all. So for all of them to post their real life experience and be like, this is scary. And like my fucking, I have nodes in my nose and shit like that. And like, it hurts my lungs. Yeah. And then for shit box ass baskets in LA to be like, this is just a fucking Tuesday. Well, for us. Yeah. I swallowed a credit card this morning. <laughs> Like, go fuck your, you're, you're not better than anyone because you've inhaled wildfire smoke before. Yeah, like, you can't just be like, no, this ain't my first rodeo. And then there'll be the same people next time something bad happens, be like, there's not enough empathy in the world. So, like, bring that down to the friend level, like we're talking about. Like, like, like saying, like, oh, well, this is what L.A.'s like, so shut your mouth, New York. Dude, imagine. And imagine your friends not being like, what's funny about that? Yeah, yeah, like, why? Not even that, just what's being it? like. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not funny. And it's... Dude, dude, so uh, ask me. Yeah. Say, I, I was thinking about tweeting this thing okay about wildfire smoke okay. on the east coast okay okay go all ahead. right hey mike hey what's up are bud? you mike or yeah are you someone else no i'm mike okay mike hey this is thank steve. you for checking i'm steve hi steve in this scenario mike i was gonna tweet this thing about the new york wildfires mm-hmm. i was gonna say hey now get get a load of this taste of what we deal with every year in la motherfuckers oh why because, well, like, they're all like, oh, look at how my New York is, is like, this is crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, well, deal with it. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> That's somebody on the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Just struggling to breathe. <laughs> Man, we'll stay safe, yeah, East Coast. Why? And wear your mask. And it really, dude, I remember going to the, the walk-in. A couple of years ago when I lived across the street from you and I was like, fuck, man, I just feel bad. And the doctor's like, yeah, it's probably the smoke. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like I, I um, 
have had a fireplace in homes before. Like, I grew up around, like, smoking. No, this is bad. This is worse. And it's probably you have, what did he call it? I had stuff in my sinuses. I had, like, not tumors, not nodes. Polyps? Polyps. Yeah. In my sinuses. And he was like, yeah, you've never had that before. And now you have this because you breathe in the smoke. Oh, breathing in microplastics. (laughs) It's like having all the allergies at one time. Good day. Goodbye. (laughs) Good morrow. That's $75. Yeah, I know, man. It's bad. Good luck to you New Yorkers out there. Anybody on the East Coast that's affected or in Canada even, that's crazy, man. It ain't no joke when there's wildfires, man. We hate it. Yeah, it's not fun. So we you sympathize. You just want to go outside. It's summertime. You want to go outside and have a good time, but you can't because it's orange. Some people are allergic to orange. Also, good time to change out those home filters, I feel like. Home filters? Those filters in your air, air units. Go clean out your car. Every time you go to the car dealership and you say, I don't want to do my air filter this time, you got to do it this time. This time you should There's do still it. COVID in your air filter. They're like, it's an extra 25 bucks. And you're like, I'll do it next time. Well, the rest of everything you did cost 700 So maybe I'll just keep my, my air in my car bad. Mike, I have to uh, give a quick shout out to uh, a fan of the show who took me on an incredible experience. Mm. Uh, he uh, gave... My girlfriend and I, a VIP tour of the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank. Hell yeah. And he was the tour guide. And Uh his wife came. And she was invited or not? Zach and Alexis are their names. She was invited. And it was like a super VIP. It was like just the four of us. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. When we were invited to go to the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank. Not Disneyland. And this isn't... Really, I mean, it's not super close to Disneyland, but it's, you know, it's in Burbank. It's a little bit different than where Disneyland is. For those of you that are like, is Walt Disney Studios near Disneyland? Kind of, but This not. sounds like it's in Burbank. This is in Burbank, is what I'm trying to say. And so uh, my buddy was like, uh, you know, hey, listen, it's your birthday. I wanted to treat you to like a VIP tour of the Disney Studios. And I'm like, fucking hell yeah, motherfucking bitch. <laughs> Every time Steve finds out some good news, I'm that like, place. I get a little joint, like <laughs> the like lighter. <laughs> so, uh, so I got to do this fucking ultra super special VIP tour of the Walt Disney Studios, and dude, it was like fucking bonkers. Because it was one of the last studio lots, and you know, I give a shit about this, Mike. I really do. Like, world history and California history and U.S. history, it's all cool, right? Like, history is cool. Like, obviously, there's some terrible shit involved. But, like, when you see a thing (laughs) that, like, you know, when you see the Statue of Liberty for the first time, or some kind, or you go to Lake Tahoe, or you go to, like... (laughs) One of the great, <laughs> when you go to one of the great uh, uh, parks, national parks, you know? Why is that funny? Because. From the Statue of Liberty to Lake Tahoe? 
<laughs> in America, it is of thee. That's the, that's the America the Beautiful. That's the second verse. Yeah, well, From the you know. Statue to <laughs> Listen, just because in cartoons and movies everyone goes, the Statue of Liberty, the pyramids, the fucking, <laughs> you know, like they talk about all these like huge landmarks. Yeah, and the shit. big, the big landmarks in American history. I can't say that a national park in California is like as cool as the Statue of Liberty. Like Tahoe is where? Like Tahoe is in California. <laughs> okay. But I was talking about, you know, like how history is cool and seeing places that are historically significant to yeah. our part of the world yeah. is really cool. But let us never forget about the Battle of Lake Tahoe. Dude, that was a big one. Yeah. A lot of deaths. Yeah. And it was civil. Yeah. But uh, so but when it comes to like movies and shit, dude, like I'm like, that's the history. That's like my bread and butter, baby. Like I want when I got to go to like the first like Sony studios when I worked at Sony and shit. Like, they were like, this is where they filmed fucking Gone with the Wind. And this is where they filmed Ghostbusters and shit. And that's, like, fucking my world, right? So I was like, this is crazy. But the Disney Studios was, like, one of the last studios that I, like, hadn't been to yet. And, and I think Warner's is another one. But, you know, I've gone to various events or I've done jobs at, like, some of the other studios. But, dude, Disney is, like, crazy. It's, like, 1940s history from like when Walt Disney was finishing Pinocchio and Fantasia and beyond. So like every Disney animated movie and cartoon you can think of was made like right where like I was like stepping around in my Crocs. It was like mind blowing shit. Yeah. So it was fucking cool, man. Some of the highlights were like, you know, the fucking Sherman brothers, the guys that wrote like all of the, like, you know, spoonful of sugar like, all the, like, classic Disney era, like, you know. What do we, what else? Like, they were, like all the Disney songs, basically. Like, before, I'd say from the 40s into, like, the 70s and 80s. Yeah. But, so, we got to see, like, the soundstage that they, like, scored, like, all their shit in. And then, like, we got to go into Walt's office where, like, the piano where, like, the Sherman brothers would, like, play for Walt. He made them play piano in their office. Dude, he would, like, because they'd go in and be like, Walt, we've got an idea. Like, we've got a new tune for this new picture you're working mm-hmm. on. And he'd go like, I ain't got time for you boys. Get out! Sit down on the piano and wow me. And they'd be like, check this out, Walt. And they go, dling, dling, dling. I am a spoon, and this spoon is a swooning for you. Get out. Yeah, and he go, and he's like, okay, great. And then they just leave, and then we'll never hear that. Yeah. Like, I could only imagine in that room all of the, like, little tunes that were played for him that he was like, no. Or, like, he'd be like, that's a fucking hit right there. Mm-hmm. Fucking zippity-doo-dah. Mm-hmm. That's a hit. <laughs> <laughs> right? But then there'd be, like, some garbage trash, and he'd be like, absolutely not. So we got to, like, fucking be in the room where, like, that happened. So that was fucking cool. That piano, like, just, I was like, dude, who tickled those ivories? Are the Sherman brothers still alive? There's one Sherman brother left. Mm -hmm. The other passed away, and the other was very old. And I was told that the Sherman brother that's still alive was just in there, like, filming, like, a thing where he was, like, playing Disney songs and shit. Fucking cool. The other cool thing, there's a bunch of cool shit, but highlights. In Walt's office, there was this, like, bird cage in the corner 
and it was like the one. And I didn't even know this, or I forgot, but I probably just didn't know it. But the tour guide, Zach, my buddy, was like, Walt got that like bird cage, and inside was like an automaton. And when you like turn the key, it would like whistle and move. And it was like the inspiration for animatronics. Whoa. He like took that to his engineers and was like, make this and make a bigger one. Make a Donald Trump one of these. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And then they and they weren't even Imagineers yet. They were like engineers that worked for him on the before they were allowed to use their imagination. They were never allowed to use their imagination. That was the one thing Walt said: never use never. your imagination. Nineteen fifty-two is the first time an engineer was allowed to use. Their Which is crazy because we were told by him to use our imaginations. Right. What a bitch. But anyway, so yeah, like seeing the thing that like inspired animatronics was like fucking bonkers. Was the little bird in there? Yeah. I mean, you couldn't go like touch it or anything, but it was there. It was like the actual one. It was fucking crazy. And, um. Is it dusty in there or what? They like clean it up. They keep it nice. Because it's like for like special people to like come in and check out. Like look at Walt's office. Like you can see like even his notes that were there. Dude, his, like, bag that he, like, came into the office with every day was there. Like, yeah. fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I was, like, blown away. That that was, like, pretty much it. Like, everything else was fucking cool. I got to see, like, the sound stages where they, like, made Mary Poppins and, like, fucking, you know, everything, dude. They built the Mark Twain that went to Disneyland in those sound stages the what the mark twain that big white boat with like the the like the little paddle boat the Uh steamboat and uh they built it there and then transported it to disneyland and then um fucking the building where imagineering like started like every disney animatronic at one point or another from like the 50s all the way to like the at least the 90s were like we're in that building cool fucking crazy I was like, dude, it was bonkers. It was like when we went to Henson, dude. Yeah. It was exactly like that. Yeah, yeah. Which was crazy, right? Like that feeling of like, dude, imagine all the people that were in this room. Yeah. Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson was in that in room. In that room, yeah. dude. The Statue of Liberty. <laughs> dude, Homer Simpson helped Disney make Aladdin. The Statue of Liberty. <laughs> what if they flew on a carpet? Yeah. <laughs> Down. Don't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Homer says don't. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but that was so rad. I just want to give like a super special shout out to my boy, Zach. That's very uh, nice. Thank you, Zach. Fucking cool, man. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that was like, you know, that was like the coolest thing that happened to me this week. Just this week. Yeah. We'll see what next week brings. We'll see what happens next week. Yeah. Join us next week. Maybe I'll go to George Bush's office. <laughs> I'm not judging. George Bush did the Statue of Liberty. We need to play some birthday music, man. It's your fucking birthday today. Well, my Happy birth- Well, it is you. today, yes. Well, it's not actually today. Okay. But it is today. Yeah. When it's out. When you're hearing it, that's today. Yes. Mike's Papa's birthday. And Mike's Papa's birthday is today, actual today. today. Actual day. Actual day. Yeah. Today we're coming to you from actual day. <laughs> Instead of why don't we just say we're live? Live. No, it's actual day. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I'm an old motherfucker. It's crazy. Yeah. Here comes another birthday. 
doesn't matter. You were just in Jim Henson's office or whatever. I know. Where he jerked off or something. Yeah. Jim Henson jerked off. (laughs) (laughs) To this music. (laughs) I said get out! (laughs) Don't look in my eyes! Don't open the door when I'm listening to my birthday music! (laughs) How many times? Um... How many goddamn times? (laughs) 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 Should we do some ads? And then I was thinking, we'll just do fucking history. We'll just coast the highway. (laughs) I don't know, bud. I don't know. Me personally, I don't know. Um. That's a little bit of history of the world in the United States. Bless you, it says. Commercial. Guys, I want to thank our sponsors, uh, HeadGum. I want to thank everybody who is involved in this show. Kevin, up, up and her. Uh, and I want to sh- shout out Factor. Huh? Huh? for wholesome, convenient meals for sunny, active days. Well, Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. (laughs) You'll save time, you'll eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. And look, are you too busy with summer plans to cook? Well, 
Jones. And look, I'll tell you guys, with Factor, you can skip the trip. And look, and I'll tell you, Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat it up and enjoy, and then you can get back outside and soak up the warm weather. Ooh, I hate that rabbit. Guys, you can, how about this? Check this out. How about this? There's 34 plus chef prepared dietitian approved weekly options featuring premium ingredients such as broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus, 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 Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45 plus add-ons, including breakfast items like our delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet! With Factor, you can rest assured that you're making a sustainable choice because they offset 100% of their delivery emissions to your door, offices, and <laughs> they source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and feature sustainably sourced seafood in all of their meals. So, head to factormeals.com banter50 and use the code banter50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code banter50 at factormeals.com banter50 to get 50% off your first box! <laughs> Guys, let me tell you, Tushy, ooh, Tushy, Tushy. I just used Tushy before I got here, Mike. I used Tushy three times this morning. Dude. That's a brag. That's a healthy uh, system you got there. I'm empty. I'm empty. empty. <laughs> Guys, the most refreshing destinations in summer are the produce aisle, the walk-in beer cooler, the AC at the cinema, and your Hello Tushy B-Day! Give that dank booty a shower fresh clean whenever the swamp butt hits with Tushy B-Days! And look... The climate between your cheeks is about to get capital M muggy because we're talking about the swass, the swussy, the swalls, the swesticles, the sweetness, the swock, the swussy, the swant. 
we're talking sweaty undercarriage, baby. And I'll tell ya, uh, the dry TP don't mix when you got a wet peepee, when you got a dry peepee. So, what are we gonna do? I'll tell you what we're gonna do, huh? We're working together here because we don't want those shreds of toilet paper air all up in your business. Why don't you avoid that sticky sitch by switching to Hello Tushy B Days? Because I'll tell you guys, uh, Hello Tushy B Day cleans your bum two times better than wiping and prevents poo particles from spreading to your hands and everything you touch. Think about things you touch. The Statue of Liberty. Your hands. Your other hand. Maybe your leg. The Hello Tushy B Day washes your bum with fresh water for a way better clean than toilet paper. You simply spray and pat dry, and it attaches to your existing toilette. There is no electrician or plumber needed. It installs in less than eight minutes, cuts down your TP use by 80% by saving money and paper waste, and you can make your restroom the best room with the complete Tushy system, including the Tushy B Day attachment, ottoman, toilet brush, and Tushy stand, and tissues! So guys, it attaches to your existing toilet, requires no electricity or additional plumbings, and cuts toilet paper use by 80%. Guys, Hello Tushy B-Day pays for itself in just a few months. And every Hello Tushy B-Day attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. And with over 100,000 five-star reviews, you can see why millions of people already love Hello Tushy. So... Tushy's kicking off this summer with 40% off all bidets. The biggest sale of the year will be running May 31st through June 9th. Oh my god, that's today! Go to hellotushy.com forward slash banter and use that promo code banter to get 40% off plus free shipping on your B-Day order. Guys, do it now. Today's the last day. That's hellotushy.com slash banter for 40% off. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah. All right. It's good to have a conductor. All right. Well, let's get into some goddamn his. Let's get into some goddamn history roads. Please. Please. Huh? Please. Simply having a wonderful Halloween time. Stop. Simply. Fortnite. Halloween. Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Fortnite. <laughs> Who's saying It's Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Someone made an AI. Willem Dafoe saying Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite. Why? All right. 
Ooh, Neil Russell shit himself listening to history, listening to dynamic banter. Okay. Sorry. Barton. <laughs> history wrote, I shit myself listening to dynamic banter seriously. I'm not joking. <laughs> Hello, BB boys. My name is Neil, and I'm a big, long-time listener. First-time rotor. What is that? What is that? A rarely pressed soundboard button. <laughs> what was it from? It's from the Cats movie. <laughs> oh, well, I never was there ever. Cat is so clever. This magical <laughs> All right, fucking cut that shit off. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like grown-ups pretending to be cats and singing around. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, that's okay, man. It's really not for everybody. Uh, yeah, you're goddamn right. <laughs> so, my name is Neil, and I'm a long-time listener, first-time rotor, and two-horn-born hog boy. <laughs> Living in New York City. Oh, I hope you're okay. This was 15 hours ago, so. Breathe shallow, bud. I'll do my best to make this story as short as possible, but tales of shitting one's pants are often epic and tragic sagas. Oh, in my office. <laughs> It all starts with a schnitzel sandwich that I had for dinner. Fortnite. I love schnitzel. Have you tried the schnitzel place up the road? I don't know. What is it? Well, well, don't Schnitz say it, but what is it? Well, don't tell people where it is, is what I'm saying. We don't what want people I, to go there. What should I say next? You should talk about this place, but be as vague as possible. It's very good. We'll talk about it after the show. Fortnite. Why would I want to give the place business? You definitely don't. Why would I want them to stay in business for longer? Mm -mm. It's just your place. No one else can go there. The chef was generous enough to make me a schnitzel with extra sauce. What does that mean? Does a schnitzel come with sauce? What kind of sauce are we talking here? I don't know. It's like on the side. It's like a. have had it with like a sweet and sour type. Really? <clears throat> uh-huh. I, I guess I've never heard of this. I've had a schnitzel... There's a place up the street you should try. Up the street? How close? And what's it called? It's called Sai Street Kitchen. That's close <laughs> to where you live, Mike. It's very, very good. The schnitzel is like a... Um, they pound like chicken breast real thin, and then they like fry it in this really nice batter, and they make schnitzel sandwiches, or they'll put the chicken on salad, or you could just have it by itself, and the flavor is so nice. And other things can be schnitzels. It looks. I'm seeing a chicken schnitzel, mm -hmm. and a pork schnitzel. Oh, yeah. And it's a, like a style of cooking a meat. Wow. <clears throat> and it looks like the sauces can sometimes be like a Dijon, mm -hmm. a mustard cream sauce. God, this sounds fucking great. Yeah, dog. Support your local schnitzel place. Hell yeah, dude. Where's schnitzel from? Okay. That must be. That sounds like a German thing. Is it? It sounds like it. 
You think Walt Disney ever had <laughs> schnitzel? Yeah. Damn, dude. Traditionally, a wiener schnitzel is a cutlet of veal pounded thin by a meat tenderizer. You ever use one of those? The pointy hammers? No. It's so much fun. It's <laughs> fun. I've seen them use them in horror movies. Yeah. <clears throat> I just saw one used in a movie called You're Next. Starring Bill Goldberg. Fortnite. The next day, I woke up early. So your extra sauce means you got a bunch of that mustard cream sauce, I'm assuming. The next day, I went, and that's gonna that sounds like a recipe for a bad poop problem if, you, if your stomach can't handle it. Sure. The next day, I wake up early and begin my commute to my corporate job. <clears throat> is that true? Is it Austria. German? Austria. Austria. Austria is German light. I'm coming. <laughs> that was a little clip we had from the mayor of Austria. I'm like. A... That's enough out of you, bud. The next day, I wake up early and begin my commute to my corporate job. While on the subway, I pull up the latest episode of DB, Optimus Prime's Last Witches. <laughs> Excited to hear what the boys will talk about this time. As I listen and the train approaches my stop, I suddenly feel something a gurgle from deep within the bowels. Not long after, I feel a chill on my neck. Ooh, man, that's bad news. When you feel the chill. Yeah, when, you, oh, when oh, your I'm body sick. changes temperature. Yeah. You have to shit so bad, you're, you're cold. Your body's like, we're, we're shifting focus somewhere else right. for our own good. <laughs> we're shitting focus. Shitting. And a cold sweat on my palms as the gurgle quickly develops into a growing pressure. <laughs> as I get out. <laughs> Dude, that's like those dog farts. Dude, those are the best. When you see a dog, well, it's not the, yeah, I feel bad. But when you see a dog have like diarrhea on the sidewalk and then it poops and then you hear, <laughs> poor doggos. It's okay. They're fine. Hopefully. Sometimes. Everyone gets diarrhea up. Dude, I would say 50% of the dogs in Los Angeles are fine. And 50% of them were purchases during the pandemic for people who didn't want to be alone, who also refused to train their animals. <laughs> exactly. So I don't think those dogs are fine, unfortunately. No, those are not fine. Those dogs are huskies, and they live in a one-bedroom apartment <laughs> in, in Burbank. When it's about to get fucking hot as fuck, too. Yeah. Well, thank God for those. these clouds that have been here for two and a half. No, we hate them. <laughs> we hate everybody in New York, too. <laughs> Eat a fucking dick. So, not long after he feels that chill and the gurgle, and it quickly develops into a growing pressure. As I get off at my stop, the urgency dawns on me. I begin running calculations. <laughs> I have a five-minute walk. It's like that gift. I've been, the... <laughs> yeah. I begin doing schematics. <laughs> <laughs> I start to draw out the blueprint. Um, the brown prints. <laughs> I'm leaving brown prints in my pants. <laughs> brown prints on my blue prints. I've been, I have a five-minute walk to my building and another five-minute wait on the elevator to reach the 17th floor of the office where I work. <laughs> Holy shit. It's so funny to work so high up when you have to shit so bad. In this situation, it's and hilarious. Gravity's going to pull it right out of you. Dude, this is like something that happens in a video game, and the timer is going, and you're like, oh, "I gotta get to the seventeenth floor." This is what Donkey Kong was. <laughs> this is where the idea for Donkey Kong came from. Suddenly, um, I jump over a barrel and use a hand meat tender. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then the Statue of Liberty was there. I've been beating shitzels. As I walk, I realize that ten minutes is just too long. The poop is approaching my rectum at speed. I make a new plan to skip the elevator entirely and take the stairs. Ooh, that's risky. That's, that's risky. That's a bad decision. Every stomp is a yeah. possible leakage. That's a That was a terrible decision. Isn't there a first floor bathroom? What is yeah. this, hell? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's gotta be for guests and shit, right? Yeah. Go to the first floor bathroom. If they have a lobby, you're fucking... If they've got a lobby, exactly. Also, um, even if there's not, chances are there's a second floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you keep trying. I don't have to pound my feet against the floor up to the 17th floor. So he says, I make a new plan to skip the elevator entirely and take the, sca- sta- the scares to the second floor mm-hmm. where there should be a bathroom. I clench, walk faster, and I think I just have to get to the second floor over and over. Meanwhile, dynamic banter plays in my headphones. I didn't want to take a break. I'm too focused on not pooping to turn it off. Smart. Finally, I arrive at the building. I run past the security check, scan my badge, and rush up the stairs to the second floor. I'm so close. I wonder if they would let you through almost any security checkpoint if you were convincing them. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can get out of a ticket. You can get out of, like, a lot of real-life oh, yeah. situations if you have to shit bad. Right, because that's someone, like, that becomes your problem Yeah. if you don't let them through. But, man. Yeah, you want to deal with a, a screaming, crying person or somebody with shit in their pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then there's the chance that it's, some, it's like, a really clever, good-acting criminal mm. who's trying to get in the building. Put all the money in the bag. I got to shit. Shit. Wait, I mixed this up. Fuck. So, I arrive at the second floor. He says, here I will pause to say, if you ever need to poop urgently, think clearly about the exact toilet that is your destination. Not a vague location. Because if you think of a vague location, like the second floor, your subconscious will register that you have arrived far, far too early. Wow, interesting. Good, is yeah. the second floor of that particular building a vague location? Well, not... Think n- about the world. Yeah. And now you're in a building on the world. <laughs> yeah. And the second floor of that building in the bathroom, presumably yeah. there's one or two. Yeah, that's what the vague part is, is that presumably He's thinking about the hole in the toilet in stall number three on the second floor yeah, bathroom. Yeah, yeah. And he's thinking about when he's going to flush it and what he's going to do right after. Yeah. He's planning out his whole day. Yes, as I arrive on the second floor with no knowledge of where the bathroom is, I feel a breach between my legs. Dude, so funny that you have to, like, um, if your office isn't on the second floor, you still have to be, like, polite to people on the way yeah, to the bathroom. Yeah, who are, like, working. Yeah. Like, you have bubbly <laughs> shit stomach. You're like, ha! Hello! Great to see you. I didn't know you worked on the second floor. Gotta go! Oh, okay. You have a hair today. Where's your bathroom at? <laughs> you look lovely today. May I use your bathroom? Have you seen this look on the East Coast? It's crazy. Where's your bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> my rectum thinks that we've made it to the destination, and no matter how strong my will is to hold it in, the pressure in my bowels slowly becomes a weight in my pants. Uh-oh. <laughs> I rush around looking for a bathroom. And by the time I find one <laughs> seconds later. 
By the time I find one seconds later, I realize it's too late. The pressure is gone. Uh-oh, you, you ran out of pressure. <laughs> oh, no, it's a lot of pressure. Out of pressure. Because <laughs> <laughs> you said your pants. In the bathroom, I assess the damage, and as I do... I realize I still have dynamic banter playing in my ears. The, and, which is the most important part of this whole thing. <laughs> like the happy music that eerily plays from a radio after a car crash, I hear Steve say in the voice of Optimus Prime, you guys all have to jizz on me and light me on fire. <laughs> <laughs> from there, I had to learn what it means to clean up after you shit your pants. Oh. But this history road has gotten too long. So I'll spare you those details. Thanks for reading my History Road. I've always wanted a good story to tell for History Road, but I'm not sure if this experience was worth it. But if I had so to shit where, this... where did this person shit the, their pants? While, on, while they arrived on the second floor. Yikes. Because they were thinking second floor is where the bathroom is. Yeah. I guess his brain subconsciously was like, second floor, I made it. Oh. Damn. Doesn't that happen to you guys all the time? I mean, it like, has. When you enter the bathroom, it's when it, it drops. It's it's happened before. Oh, dude. Yeah, the Fortnite game. Dude, when I'm in the bathroom, I feel like, okay, we made it. And then it's like, it's almost like I don't have to shit until I hit the toilet. Because it's like, we're, uh, we're not, we haven't taxied to the You're air, the jet bridge yet. So <laughs> yeah, it is the most so. Yeah. You, you like, we're on the her. runway, but we still have to wait for yeah. the jet bridge. I've had, like, it happened with piss. Sure. Where you're like, oh fuck, I gotta fucking pee, I gotta fucking pee, and then you like pull your shit down, and then you like let a little pee out into your yeah. shit, and yeah. you're like, oh fuck. Dude, you ever have to pee real bad, and then you you pull your pants down, and it doesn't go for a second? Yeah. Like, like this what is what fuck? this is all I've been thinking about for a half an hour. And I was like, oh fuck, I put that plug in, that pleasure plug into my pee. -pee. I gotta take the duct tape off the head of my cock. Fortnite. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you, have, you have like okay. AI. You have this like groundbreaking technology. <laughs> and you make Will and the Wolf both say Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I love how bonkers the internet can be. Mm. For sure. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> if I had to shit myself as a grown man, I'm going to laugh about it and share it with hundreds of strangers on the internet. Sincere sincerely, the pants shitter, Neil. Hundreds. Fuck you, Neil. <laughs> Fuck you, Fuck Neil. Fuck you, Neil, you bitch. <laughs> go, shit, go clean the shit out of your pants, you piece of shit. Oh, we got a birthday baby yeah yeah from M saying, D happy birth for Steve and some CT music scene nostalgia for Mike. A twofer. What was that part? What was the second part? A CT, Connecticut music scene nostalgia for Mike. Oh, nice. Who sent this? M. Someone named M. E. M. Dynamic banter. Happy almost birthday, Esteban. Well, it is now, but okay. I've been watching both of you since SourceFed days, and boy, are you guys fucking hilarious. Thank you. Also, I want to let you know that the episode with Brad was possibly, probably one of my, the funniest episodes I've seen in a long time. Oh, great. And I already rewatched it like seven times already. Shout out Brad. Brad was a good boy. Uh, I think it was so special seeing slash hearing Brad experience dynamic banter for the first time. <laughs> so good. As someone who was born and raised in Connecticut, I love the CT music scene shout outs. The space in Hamden is still kicking. Uh-huh. 
It brings me, it brings a smile to my heart. My, wait, what? It brings a smile to my heart. My heart. My here, my favorite podcast, talk about some of my favorite. Yeah, that's the Connecticut school system for your (laughs) 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 We're all just doing our best and sounding it out. (laughs) I wanted to include a few more spaces and get Mike's initial reaction. And if he ever played here, because one, that would just be a dream to have had shared the same space that Mike once played in. <laughs> and two, I wanted to return the favor and share a little nostalgia along with some new stories myself. Okay. Billy Baloney's teeny hole in the wall that was my that was the first place I ever saw live music played by friends in high school. Billy Baloney's. I mean, I feel like you wouldn't forget a name like that. I was never there. Maybe I feel that's... like that was maybe like a punk place. Mm. That there was a a list of places that you would send CDs to back in the day, like back in the, like probably like 2003 to 2006 to like beg to play there. Yeah. Billy Baloney's feels like it was on that list, but I I don't remember ever being there. Tuxedo Junction. Mm -hmm. Such a massive classic. Even my mom used to party there. Hell yeah, dude. I saw Miss May. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Me too, my man. I saw Miss May, Miss May I in 2010 and decided to crowd surf after my friend did too. The only difference was that they caught her while <laughs> I landed my head, landing me in the hospital Yikes. and giving me my most expensive stage dive ever. Yeah, you got to make sure people are paying attention. Lastly, and the one closest to my heart, is the Heirloom Arts Theater yeah, or the Empress Ballroom in the 2000s. Yeah man yeah what a huge destination place it was like that was a big deal if you could play there but it was so gigantic because it was just a factory yeah and that if you brought like 30 people there it would seem like like oh who's cleaning up in the emperor's ballroom <laughs> yeah. yeah but it was just gigantic that's cool the last time i was there i saw um alan stone there and he it, it wasn't super well attended because he wasn't super famous at the time and he was like, I'm not playing. We're not singing anything. They were like stuck on the intro of a song, like until everyone comes off the balcony where like where the older kids drank. Yeah. He was like, everybody has to come dance or else we're not singing. Wow. Anything. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love a call to action where Dude, the audience has to like do something. I played there one time. I opened up acoustic for a band, for a rock band called the Smirk there. And, uh. Just felt very out of place. I felt out of place because all I was friends with all the rock bands, but I was by myself for such a long time that they would have me open up and no one ever gave a shit because yeah. it was just like the opposite of what they were there to see. But my friends would be like, "No, no, no, you gotta trust." Dude, that's it. so right. tough. I, that's weird. When yeah, you're like I'm not really the scene. I'm not the vibe. Yeah, but I never said no to stuff. Sure, why not? Yeah. And plus, you were performing at that place, which I'm sure was a pretty cool honor yeah. to get to do. Yeah, yeah. Was were the acoustics in there pretty good no. or that it was bad? Yeah. No, it was bad. Cuz it's a huge fucking warehouse. Yeah, it was just a place to be loud and bang into people with your friends. Um M goes on to say, "My friend Linda, shout out Linda if you're listening to this show, was the snack bar girl and she would always <laughs> hold me down as her plus one pretty much every Friday of junior and senior year." Some of the most fun, craziest times happened there. We fangirled over dudes in bands. 
We tried to join the mosh pit. I got punched in the head once by the biggest dude ever. This girl trying... definitely has CTE, without a doubt. Yeah? So much. I'm just saying, dude. Yeah. So many head injuries just in this one story. I know, right? There's. Are you okay? They're falling apart as it goes on. But this dude was trying to do... The biggest dude ever was trying to do a windmill in the pit. And then Steve will love this one. Got spray spitted on <laughs> by some British dudes while they were playing some hardcore music. But standing like they were playing crab core. <laughs> if you're familiar. If not, I would Google it. Oh, Do you man. know what that is? No. Dude, that's when <laughs> somebody plays the bass. But, like down here oh yeah. yeah oh and they're all doing it in a line together <laughs> dude that's so funny <laughs> flexible young man you have to be to play the the bass that low isn't it funny to see that oh yeah but they don't think it's funny but it's what the music <laughs> sounds it's like demanding it yeah it sounds like it's played you should get down the on ground. the ground but they this music is for the dark lord. I need my scrotum to touch the forehead of my father, the lord of Satan. Every one of our breakdowns is halftime, and it sounds like this. Dude, that's really funny. <laughs> 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 That's and then the singers are like, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> and they think it's the shit. Some blonde girls in the front, like, I'm gonna suck that guy's dick. Yeah, I'm gonna suck that guy's dirty devil dick. Yeah, I'm in a fight with my parents, so I'm gonna suck that guy's dick in a van. Scout dum dum, scout dum dum, scout dum dum. I also totally Please go to the merch stand <laughs> and get our black t-shirt with the scoobling right writing on it. We made it in the work. I yes, we worked on it together. We did arts and crafts as a band for the dark lord. We screwed up my mom's garage. <laughs> now it smells like chemicals. Uh, uh, we bought blank t-shirts from the man. <laughs> They were too small from Japan. <laughs> the XL is like a medium, but I'll hold it up to you before you purchase. No, and you I'll say, can't yeah, hold the probably fit. You can't hold the shirt. If you try it on, you it's buy it. <laughs> Don't sweat into the shirt. You bought it. It's a V-neck. This one has a pocket. <laughs> just one of them. Just one of them has a pocket. Just one of my shirts accidentally got in there. Uh, I also totally forgot I even purchased a record a year and a half ago and was stoked when you announced slash reminded us. Feels like a little gift from past me. Yeah, a lot of people have been uh, tweeting pictures being like, these just came. Dude, I love that. Keep them coming. Yeah. Maybe the coolest thing we've, we've ever made. I think so, man. So happy that they got to people. I know. People yeah. love it, too. It's like some people are like, now I need a record player. Yeah. We got to start working on the next one because that's such a specific, like, I forget what the time span is, but it's like the first 50 to 100 episodes, yeah. maybe less. There's so. a lot in between. 
that could be made into a potential future volume. Mm -hmm. You could collect them all. Stop! Anyway, thanks again for the trip down memory lane and all you do on the podcast and everything else. I love the past six plus years of listening to you guys and we'll continue as long as you guys do. Thank you. M, call me or don't, but have a nice Thursday. Uh, if that didn't go on so long, I would say call her. So I'd like to discuss memories with her. Scum, dum, dum. Is this Cooper from the Digital Avoid? Un, un... Is the email in Wingdings? <laughs> I am translating it. <laughs> Google Translate from Wingdings? Um, what was that, by the way? What? Wingdings? Wingdings. Fuck, I, there was an explanation once. What was it for? Kevin, you gonna look it up? It was like a... It Ask was, Siri. It was like a... It was, it was like testing out different symbols or something. Yeah, but like, what were they for? There was like a baseball stadium... <laughs> Wingdings is a series of dingbat fonts. Okay, doesn't explain it. that render when you letters use the thing as to explain the thing. A variety of symbols. They were they were originally developed in 1990 by Microsoft by combining glyphs from Lucida icons, arrows and stars licensed from Charles Bigelow. What the fuck? By some dude. Scantum the purpose of the Wingdings font was to provide a unique set of symbols and icons that could be easily inserted into documents. It was designed to be used as decorative and graphical font, like emojis, maybe. Offering a wide range of pictograms, arrows, and other symbols, Wingdings became popular for creating visually appealing designs or adding visual elements to text-based documents. Dude, that's how hard that used to be. Yeah. Think I about how easily... There's like... Dude, it used to be so hard to make font, uh, um, like fun and excited, especially if you were little and you I were know. like making a birthday card for somebody on the computer or some shit like that. Yeah, it was so hard to put like a piece of clip art or art into and a something thing. Something would always fuck up, like the spacing <laughs> once you print yeah. it out. It's so easy. That's there's a there's a lot that's talked about about how um, technology and everything is soulless and blah 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 but it's so easy to make something so pretty and and nice to look at now and oh, you should sure. appreciate that dude like <clears throat> think about like comic sans i want to talk to somebody who had all the wingdings memorized right. like if i'm like baseball stadium <laughs> they're like capital w dude you whatever. know that's out there yeah for sure what a waste of what a waste of like human oh, brain human. space <laughs> for yeah. sure Dude, somebody real quick was like, I fucking know. And then heard the second part. I was like, yeah. Okay. I know I know other stuff as well. Oh, look. My record just came in the mail. I know how to um, I know how to rotate a rollerblade wheel so it doesn't get all sharp on one side. Okay. Sam says, to my favorite buoys, a short one, I promise. Hi, Stephen Merkel. What? Fuck you. I have been making my <laughs> way backwards through your episodes and loving it. I'm just entering the pre-soundboard era, so I'm anticipating the yelling to increase as compensation. A little while ago, I cruised through the episode entitled, Dave Matthews Will Have His Day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, have you seen an interview with him recently? No. He's so self-aware and so funny and so, like, you know he's in, like, the Adam Sandler movies every now and again? That's right. That's right. He's just, like, he seems like the coolest fucking dude. Like he's just cool. Yeah. yeah. Does he still make music as Dave Matthews Band? Mm-hmm. Damn, I got to check in and see what's up. Is he it good? He put out, I was reminded of a record he did by himself called Some Devil. And it was like the early 2000s, probably around like 2006-ish. And he just did it by himself without the band. It was like him and Tim Reynolds, who's like a crazy awesome guitar player. And it was so interesting. And it was like, it's so weird how you have these lapses in your memory. And I remember being such a big Dave Matthews fan. And then he went away for a short while. And then he came out with this solo record. And I was like, it doesn't even make sense that Dave Matthews would make a record without his band. Like, that's right. his whole thing. Right. And I anticipated it so much. And then for years, I just completely forgot about it. Whoa. And then everything's on Spotify. So I just listened to it. And I was like, man, that's so like, it brought me back a bunch of feelings that I'd completely forgotten. Dude, that's what early Dave Matthews does for me. Like the 90s Dave Matthews. Mm-hmm. Like tripping billies and stuff like Saturday that. Saturday night, dude. They it brings me back to like a crazy time. Yeah, like just like nineties simple. And that's the time where we felt like we were like that was our like yearning to be adults. Yeah, and like I would go to Dave Matthews concerts and see like adults smoking weed. Yeah, and I'm like, whoa, someday that's gonna be us smoking weed and eating portobello mushrooms in the parking lot. But we were merely freshmen. I wonder how different like, the verb pipe <laughs> is now <laughs> from when they started. Just out of nowhere. I would to like the to, dude, pipe. if the verb pipe was here, I want to ask him what they've learned. What have they learned in all those years? Damn. <laughs> anyway, Sam says, I thought to myself, Dave Matthews would be a great Wickwillian candle, not for its scent, but because it's a slow burn. Love you, boys. Be excellent to each other. Regards, Sam. P.S. Here's two more Wickwillian scents. Double A batteries. And Michael Jackson's glove. Okay. Thank you, Sam. Um, this is an interesting email from about Neil Ghosh. Hell yeah. Twiggy says... It's I about ha- Neil Ghosh? Yeah. It's... I'm about Neil Ghosh. In the minute. Dude, that is kind of like a slightly different universe. I'm going to come. Yeah. I'm a fucking. I'm a, I'm a Neil Ghosh. I'm a Ghosh. I'm close to Ghosh. Oh my Ghosh. <laughs> Someone named Twiggy says, I hate the Neil Ghosh music. You guys use so much. It infuriates me. I hate it so much. It triggers my misophonia. I don't know why. What's misophonia? Oh, well, let's tailor the show so that this one person has a better experience. People with misophonia are affected emotionally by common sounds, usually those made by others and usually ones that are that other people don't pay attention to. So of all of the... Whoa, like breathing, yawning, or chewing. Of all of the sounds ever made on this podcast. It's the Neil Ghosh Neil Ghosh's music. <laughs> uh, it says, it's ugly and ruins everything. Jesus fucking Like, Christ. I actually like listening to the ads, but not sure why you use that ugly, godforsaken music. Anyways, love this show, guys. Thanks. Who's that? Wow. No, go fuck yourself. Play it for the rest of the show. 
Yeah. That's a great <laughs> idea. Play it louder than we're oh talking. Oh, I love that. Let's play all of them. Let's play all of them at once. Fortnite. Because all the emails are usually nice and kind, and if someone wanted to be like, "Look, here's something I don't like," no, that's not what they really? did. Really? That's not what they you don't did. Don't feel that way. Read that yeah, back. Read. It ruins everything. Fuck this fucking music. I guess music. that's true. They said it's ugly. No, you could be an adult and that's use true. your adult words to to say <laughs> shit like that. You fucking asshole. Dude, you know what? Okay, if we're all allowed to speak our piece, emails <laughs> like that piss my stomach off, and now I feel like shit. <laughs> piss my stomach off. Shitty entitled people who email make my stomach I I'm, shitty. I guess I'm looking for something in between that and like the super nice emails. Yeah, just be nice. Just be nice, real person. Like I'm into constructive criticism, but yeah. be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Don't say something's ugly and ruins your life just because you don't like it. And like to to need to. That's a little. That's a, that's. That's too Dude, far. Dude, go, go tweet about smoke on the East Coast. <laughs> I think you need a thread with your friends where you're like, hey, I want to email my, sh my one of my favorite podcasts. Yeah. Is this okay? Yeah. Just There's also, hold on, shut the music off for a second. I have never, I don't think I've ever said this. Or if I did, it was real quick and under my breath and no one um, would catch it. But there is, when Neil gave us those pieces of music there's one that i put a bunch of them together so they could play throughout the whole oh, app. yeah yeah and i started at i don't think this is what they're talking about but i started at like bad bad times like it all flows perfectly into oh, but each the other but then, then the lower the uh the further on it goes it's all like mad off beat and they start like going over each other oh interesting <laughs> is that you don't think that's what's happening what I do you mean? For that like person? No, I think they just have a problem with specific sounds. Yeah. But it blows my fucking mind that of all the sounds ever made it's on this podcast. that one, yeah. Yeah. Which is like pleasant music to me. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay, how about let's end on a be nice or not be nice relationship advice. Sure. From someone named Elliot. Oh, that made me so mad. It's okay. <laughs> you know what? We can say something nice about Neil Gosh. Neil Gosh, his music is really nice. I like it. And how about this? We asked him to do that, and he did it for us. Yeah. He took time out From of his day. Of his heart, yeah. To just figure out some ad music for us. And you can be like, I don't like it. But and you I could like also never show. listen to this podcast ever again. Yeah. I would rather you never listen to this podcast. I choose Neil over you. No yeah, one's asking yeah, me to for choose. Sure, for sure. I choose Neil Ghost 10,000 times over. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your record. Especially if it's someone that can't constructively criticize. Yeah, dog. Neil yeah. would never say that shit about you. Yeah. Unless you were face to face. Then he'd probably have some shit to say. <laughs> uh, Elliot says, hey, y'all, what's poppin'? My name is Elliot. I'm a hairstylist from Texas. 
And I think this might just be the first time I'm writing a history road to you, Beanie Anyway, boys. shut that fucking music I hate that fucking Neil Ghosh music, you bitch. I hate Neil as a person. I hate that bitch, ugly, vomit music you play. The reason why I'm writing is because I need a Lee help deciding what to do in the current situation I'm in, which is that the person I'm in love with and have been seeing for eight-ish months... Doesn't like the Neil Ghosh music <laughs> that you play on your show. <laughs> I'm not joking. I just won 250000 Bit of a pingy ting. <laughs> it is a little pingy ting, isn't it? 250000 that's a pingy ting. <laughs> that's a bit of a... <laughs> <clears throat> Fuck, that's The funny, person man. I'm in love with and, and have been seen for eight-ish months does not want to even consider... Being in a serious relationship with me. Eight months. Due to him wanting to wait for his ex to magically want him back, even what? though she ghosted him after treating him like garbage and stealing his money and then jumping at the first opportunity to be with someone else and marrying that person. Hey, dog. Whoa. Hey, dog. Whoever's, whoever has written this, what's the name? Elliot. Elliot. Ellie. Um, you need to love yourself about a thousand times more than you do at this moment. Yeah. You're, I could describe for you a hundred people who aren't worth waiting for even before I got to this person. There's a spectrum of people who maybe deserve a little bit of time. And this person is not that Yeah. crazy for them. To okay, so if your entire first of all, not be nice, yeah, <laughs> and if your entire relationship is has been based on like for eight months, this person has wanted somebody else but has settled for me, dude, love yourself more than that, please. Yeah, I mean, eight ish months feels like eight a long weeks time, is an insane amount of time yeah. to wait for this person, yeah. And if you're, like, in love, I mean, love's crazy, right? Like, love's all sorts of things. Could be a little thing, could be a big thing, but you never know until it's, like, over or gone, right? That's a one-person's-want type situation. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna, you exactly. clearly want a set of things, and that person wants a set of things. Your Venn diagram for where you meet in the middle is, like, two circles barely touching each other. Yeah. And, and why is it so important that this person holds out hope for somebody who has nothing to do with you and you're clinging on for the last like 10% of your, what clicks about your relationship. The the thing that resonated with me the most with that like line of thinking that really helped me in like a huge way, but you have to like really work on this is that if that person really cared about you and really wanted to be with you, then there wouldn't be anything in the way of it. Mm-hmm. And since there is something in the way of it, and it's all in that person with like weird, selfish decisions about like waiting for their ex to take them back, yeah, then that person does not really care about you. You want to hear something nuts? That person's whole thing and not wanting to commit is based on wanting an ex to want them back. But they already have you. Yeah. yeah. 
that's a whole nother person with their set of experiences but you have given yourself to that person wholeheartedly and you say here i am you could have me and the other person's like wait i'm gonna make sure you know i'm not gonna take that yet yeah exactly i don't care how mediocre the d is that's a mid d (laughs) at best yikes um well you could take that person and put them in a boat with the, the person who doesn't like neil and put it halfway to Antarctica and fire a torpedo at it. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, there's a lot more to this story, but I think that like the details are not super important no. here. I think you said everything. They know that the details that aren't important to be said. Yeah. Everything else is like is uh like seven layer dip shit. Yeah. That that um you know, like if if what the dip is based on is if there's shit underneath the dip it doesn't matter that it's buffalo chicken shit right exactly exactly it takes a long time though to be like especially when you're like man i really really like this person it shouldn't take a long time dude it shouldn't take a long time because literally you wrote a letter to your favorite podcast and the first line of the letter is that the person i've been with for eight months wants somebody else real bad and I'm on the hook. So you already know what the difference is. You just need somebody else to say it. I'm going to say fucking cut bait. Yeah. And let the, let the sharks swim with the chum. Because someone is going to come along eventually and be like, yo, I want to be in a relationship with you. Like now I got to lock this down because you're checking all the boxes in my life. Yeah. And no one else. I'm not like hanging on a thread with someone else, you know, like, I'm ready for this, and that's going to happen, you know? You, you need to love you because you're both doing the same thing. Like, the guy that you're with is putting his life on hold for somebody who clearly doesn't want to be with him, and you're putting, you're doing the same shit. So fucking break the cycle and then literally give a chance to anyone else yeah. who's not um, obsessing over the past, romanticizing the past. And I would say, Elliot, best of luck to you. Yeah, and for sure. um, love yourself is super important. Loving yourself and just yeah, don't don't give yourself fully to someone that isn't also going to give it back. Gross. Anyway, next caller. Okay, so who do we have on the line now? Who's there? Can we get in? Uh... Hi, is this Max? This is the goddamn. Is this the no? Is this Max? I got something to say. Well, guys, guys, I want to thank everyone. And Mike, I love you, buddy. What a show. Chuckle Hut on July 6th. <laughs> Do you have any plugs, Mike, real quick? Uh, there's probably stuff going on. I'm uh, MikeFalzone.com is where... Dude, the best place to check for upcoming shows is once a day, check my uh, stories. 
because um, there's always stuff popping up at the last minute. So uh, follow me on Instagram at Mike Falzone and check my stories. If there's anything really crazy coming up, I'll post it to my community app. If you want to text me at 818-7-TORY-TORY-868-TORY. That'd be fun. Um, dude, follow me on Instagram. And uh, you could follow the Surrounded show at Surrounded underscore Crowdwork and uh, my photography at um, Mike Faltography. I've been doing um, just a lot of work on, on Instagram, trying to make it nice. Yeah, and also um, shout out to the patrons. Shout out to the people who love the YouTube videos. Yeah, man. Shout out to Leah editing those. Josh. Shout out to Josh killing it on Twitter and socials and Kevin killing it everywhere else. Yes. Patreon. Ooh, live show. Oh, nice. Live shows on Patreon. Dude, can we make some clips out of that? Yeah. Because there were some funny... Fu- yes. Dude, did you get to the part? Fuck, Whoa. man. Two hours? Did you get to the part? Did you get to the part of the end where I was, like, crying? Is it is it as great as I remember? Oh, good. Good. Dude, I was crying like anime tears at the end of that fucking... Dude, it was just really kind of like loosey goosey unhinged db yeah we were just kind of going with the flow it was very like we're in the water nothing's better than making them find more comfortable chairs and not using them dude that was one day we'll talk about that in great detail because it's very funny (laughs) yeah uh but yeah if you want to see that show the fucking uh portland uh salem Salem. Salem. show we're in a beautiful theater does that come across at all the fact that we're in a beautiful theater Dude, thank you so much for I can't wait to see that. That's that great. itself is worth the price of admission to the Patreon. I can't I'm gonna check it out myself. I can't wait to get those yeah. clips. And Kevin has been a little uh under the weather. Kevin has been. Kevin has been, but uh we're gonna get back to making stuff specifically for the Patreon. Yeah. And uh I really like the stuff that we've been making and I'm interested and excited to make more. Me too, man. Alright, well great show tonight, guys. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time on DB. That was a headgum podcast.